My name is Max Basler, one of the three creators of Namuno Loops. Um, Namuno Loops basically is a product that we designed, which is a Lego compatible sticky tape or Lego block compatible sticky tape, which means that you can stick Namuno Loops anywhere in your house, on your fridge, on your basin, in your car, on a window, wherever, and it'll um, become a surface that you can build Lego blocks on. So for children, it's it's a really great sort of like imagination and sort of expanding the possibilities that you can play with your Lego on many different surfaces and different shapes and yeah. On episode four of Tapped In, we had the opportunity to chat to one of the designers behind a product we're quite excited about, Numino Loops. Max Basler spoke to me, Balesa Sibergo, from the Cape Town office via Skype and shared the story of how the product came to be and the decisions behind making it all happen. Pneumonia Loops is one of those, why didn't I think of that idea? So I was interested in how this team was inspired to create it. It all started with his colleague, Anin, attending a toy fair in New York. I think, well, it sort of originally, Anine was in um, New York last year and she was at the New York Toy Fair. And at the Toy Fair, there were quite a few different like Lego products that were like coming onto the shelves. And that's because Lego's patent, which is like a sort of utility patent around the studs and the way that the stud you can build onto the studs, that expired in 2000 in 2011 and since then there's been a lot of like there's been a surge of products that have been like coming out onto the market which um, are lego compatible so you get like electrical blocks that have like little motors and stuff in them and like a few different sort of base plates and a whole lot of different other products so that was kind of the starting point it was it was like oh wow this you know this platform lego is now become like this open market that you can design products for and um so she came back here and we through chrome cherry who's the company that i work for um we started like developing different ideas around what 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 Sorry about that. Um, and the sticky tape idea was one that sort of stuck around and we, a few people were like, what is the point of that? That doesn't make any sense. And we were like, no, this is an amazing product. And we sort of saw the potential of it. So we decided to go for it. Nimuna Loops looks like a toy, but we as adults find ourselves enamored by the product. But whom did the team have in mind as their primary customer base? Part of the reason we launched on Indiegogo was because we knew that there's like this massive crowd of people who have obviously, well, more than likely grown up with Lego. It's kind of like an older generation market that, you know, they were kids. And because the Indiegogo, the people that use Indiegogo and crowdfunding sites, they're more like 20, early 20s to early 30s and capture something of the imagination and I mean, that's not necessarily like the direct market for for Namuno Loops. I think like the actual product now is well it's always been more suited to like a child's play but we've we've been definitely been trying to like capture that older imagination in people and like 
that's why we also launched the receiver tape, which is the sort of the bottom of the block style. So you can stick other objects onto Lego. So that was kind of designed as a way to bring other objects into the sort of Lego platform and play with them in the same way. What are some of the design decisions that needed to be made to better serve the younger customers? In terms of like uh, product safety and that kind of thing, is obviously like the ROHS compliance, and so that's like restriction of hazardous substances in your in your product that you sell. Um, being such a simple product, it's kind of tricky to to add like a value into into that product. But what we what we're doing is because the idea with the product is that it's this cuttable strip of Lego. We're adding guidelines for kids so that they can cut along the line so that when they put the two pieces together it's, it kind of like helps to give them that kind of like guidance that they know that they should cut straight and not like off to the side i mean it's very it's a very simple product and i'd like adding too much to it in my mind is kind of removing a lot of the, the actual core value because you're not I mean, Anina and I, we're always going on about like keep it simple, you know, as simple as possible. And that's, that's actually probably one of the key things with this product is that we're just trying to keep it as simple as possible to, to go into production. The flexibility of the product lends itself to many possibilities of play. But are there any designs in the works for wildly alternate uses? We actually, with the receiver tape idea, that was in a way, well, what we were trying to do, what we're doing there is making it so that you can sort of put Namuno tape on a wall and then put the receiver tape on whatever object you want to stick on the wall. Say if you're a photographer, you want to put like a small light somewhere, or if you have a workshop and you want to like stick up your tools onto it, that's kind of like where we're trying to go with that product, which is to make it more of like a sort of maker tape, you know, so that it appeals to not only kids who can play with it, but also adults that want to like have something stylish and they can stick their phone on the wall or next to their bed. So we're trying to get a bit more into that space. We've had a lot of suggestions from people to like, you know, add this and add that and like put some magnetic tape on the back and all that kind of thing, <laughs> which we've, that's all part of our patent application, but it's the, the market, we'll, we'll see what, how it goes forward, you know. Why did this team choose crowdfunding over more traditional avenues of raising capital? The answer lies in their experience developing a product called the Y-Bike. So Chrome Cherry as a design company, it's, it's, it's a company that's always been about um, building its own ideas in a way. And so the first product that they built was Y-Bike and that's, that's like a, a ride on bike for kids which um, helps to improve balance and coordination and there's a whole range of products that we've designed for Y-Bike and so that's given us a little bit of like a sort of starting board to know how to go ahead with new products and then also be able to fund those because it's been a sort of like cash cow in a way. The manufacturing of Nimuno loops will be handled by a global player and not take place in South Africa. What was the reasoning behind this decision? So we've actually, what ended up happening was that we signed an agreement with a company in, well, it's an international company called Zuru, who manufacture like fidget cube and some other other fidget 
Labs products and then also another product called Bunch of Balloons and they're very well set up to manufacture because the one reason that we sort of went that way is because their manufacturing um, and logistics systems are already in place to service you know global markets whereas if we did it through South Africa through our own business it's kind of like we have to it'll take a long time before we're ready to actually ship to all the stores and things like that so it's a much sort of more optimized way of getting the product into all the markets. Max is an industrial designer, so I was quite interested in finding out whether they had a particular design process that led to the creation of this product. Um, so Chrome Cherry's got this thing called Mad Hatter Mondays or Fridays, <laughs> which is basically a day when we sort of sit around and go to coffee shops and brainstorm different ideas and either that's like building on other old ideas or it's trying to come up with new concepts for products. So that's like this sort of ideation phase of the design and then from there then we kind of start developing low-tech pro uh, prototypes which we test and that was how we went into the Nemuno side. We bought a bunch of Lego blocks and then cast um, some molds of them and then made thin strips from those, from those like the actual molds that we, we had made out of the Lego blocks with a flexible sort of rubber and tested that and were pleasantly surprised that the the way that it worked was pretty it worked really well for a for a first prototype um, so then from there we we made a couple of new prototypes where we improved a few aspects of it and then got to the point that we were able to launch the product in Indiegogo with with that. Max and the team were able to innovate and act quickly while many local companies still struggle with getting past the ideas phase. What characteristics of their team has helped them tap into their creativity and quickly turn that into a viable product? I think part of it has got to do with the way the way in which um, sort of Y-Bike and Chrome Cherry operate, which is that we have more design freedom in a way because because we have partnerships overseas. You sort of like as a as a product designer, you have a little bit more creativity where you can just say like this is what I want from the product and then there's you've got like the support of engineers at the factories that are going to be manufacturing the product that are able to go okay like this is what you can do this is what you can't do and yeah I think that helps quite a lot I mean we're a tiny team it's myself um, Anin and my boss Yaku who are like the sort of design we're the design team basically so it's only three of us and we we have to work very hard because there's so few of us but it also gives us freedom to sort of like bounce ideas and yeah get get things rolling sort of in quick iterations and then get the more like advanced prototypes made in in china just because the facilities are so much better if you have attempted to make anything you will know that failure in the creation process is pretty much unavoidable and perhaps even necessary what memorable failures did this team experience? Through making the prototypes, we had a, a couple of failures. Um, just just uh, the molds came out really terribly. 
the first couple of times and then with the receiver tape that's that was like a bit of a disaster at one point because we were supposed to launch the campaign and then we had to reshoot the video because our prototypes weren't good enough so we had to like scramble i had to scramble and because anine was in new york at that stage so i was here kind of on my ass and scrambled to get some new prototypes made in a week and then also shot the video for the receiver tape within that week so that was pretty that was very intense but i just kind of knew what i had to do and did that moments that were difficult i think throughout the campaign it was like the first week was pretty brutal it was it was like cuz the first week we didn't really get that much funding i think we got like $5000 funding so there was a point where we were, we were like oh no like this is just not going to work like people are not as interested as we wanted them to be and then when it exploded that was like oh never mind <laughs> so that was a little bit of like we had to scramble at that point to go like okay how can we get more marketing done here but we did launch it on a bit of a whim so it was it was part of the reason that it took a little bit of time to catch the indigoa campaign went on to be 20000% funded with an astonishing total of 1.65 million us dollars funds raised it's a powerful crowdfunding story that I think will be inspirational to the vibrant startup ecosystem in South Africa, where acquiring funds for their ideas is far more problematic than in places such as the US. What was Team Nimuna's reaction upon hearing of their astounding funding success? She was, she was in New York like by herself. She was staying at a, at a friend's house and the friend was out and she was home alone and I hit a million. She was shared a jewel. I was at home having dinner with my friends and I was like, whoa, got this going on. Let's have some wine. It was it was quite unexpected. Like I think we had set our target at 8,000 which would have covered most of the tooling costs and some of the other costs. But like we in our minds we had gone like okay, like $100,000 would be like a successful campaign. And so when we hit 100,000 that was like on a Tuesday evening and then we hit 300,000 by later that evening I was kind of like oh wow it's really blown me away you know and what happens after you exceed your target by a phenomenal margin so we had, we had sort of like structured these color color releases at like the sort of 16,000 I think our limit was like 30 $30,000 and that, that literally flew by in like an hour. So we had to, it took us a few days to go like, okay, like this is like how, this is the new strategy because it had exceeded our expectations so, so much. Like that's why we launched the, the receiver tape and the wide tape was to sort of keep trying, trying to keep building that interest in the product. Did they experience any other surprises? The amount of copies that happened within a very short space of time. Uh, I mean, it was that was actually pretty shocking. It was like people already had webs. Like within two weeks of us having hit the million, there were multiple websites that were selling Namuno loops, and that was it was surprising to see how quickly that happened. Like I kind of had expected something like that to happen, but just the speed that it happened was quite staggering. Crowdfunding websites such as Indiegogo and Kickstarter have been targeted by copycats who are able to steal product ideas and rapidly have them manufactured. This can happen while the campaign is running, which can undermine community pledge efforts. 
There currently doesn't seem to be a foolproof solution, but Max has some insight on minimizing these infractions and being prepared for launching a product in an open market that is the internet. Yeah, I mean, you just have to have a massive legal team that's doing all that work because, so like with, with, our, with our product, we had patent pending, which basically gives people, it's an open market until your patent is actually passed. There's obviously a risk for them and for us, so it's kind of fair. But the way the way that people were copying us was by using our images, using our video, and so that kind of thing is is a not easy, but it's easier to sort of stop. But now it's gotten to the point where people are like they've got their own product and they're selling their own product. They've done their own shoots, and so now we are in a little bit more of a tight position, and we have to be more strategic about how we're we're sort of approaching that and protecting that IP. Um, but I think like anything that's launched on being prepared for that to happen is a very good thing. Like we didn't, we weren't prepared in a way. Like we, well, we were prepared in the sense that we had a patent, but because it happened so quickly, we weren't prepared to deal with that. But we got our stuff together in a few days and managed to um, get our lawyers to start taking down all the, the people who are infringing on our copyrights and using our all our branding and images. But I think because it's the internet, you're never going to be completely safe, you know? It's, it's open to everyone who has access to the internet and if someone sees what something and they like it and they want to make money off it, then unfortunately that's just what happens. With the Indiegogo campaign having come to an end, what is the team up to now one month before projected delivery is due? The company that we've um, signed the manufacturing distribution agreement with, they've already sent me some prototypes. Our main priority is getting the products manufactured and delivered to all the backers. What advice does Max have for other South African product designers and entrepreneurs who may want to follow suit? Indiegogo is an amazing, crowdfunding is an amazing marketing tool, but you have to do quite a lot of like pre-launch marketing, you know, like, so the part of the reason Anin was in New York was to be at Toy Fair again and to meet journalists. And she had met like journalists from Gizmodo and Nerdist and a whole bunch of other places who in a face-to-face meeting, it's, you can really like pitch your product to them and go like this is why it's cool this is why you should put it on your website and that made a massive difference i think if we hadn't done that we would have not succeeded well we would have maybe would have hit our 8000 but i don't know if we would have really shot it out of the park so that's definitely something i think be prepared for as many different scenarios as you can be so like be prepared for having to work to get to your goal and also be prepared for exceeding your goal quickly, especially if you have a very strong product. But I think the biggest the biggest piece of advice is before you launch your campaign, before you launch your product, get other people to give your product props because that's the way that the broader consumer base will buy it. You have to have someone to, someone who's got a large following who people believe their or trust their opinions to say, this is cool, this is why you should buy it. I think that's that's key.
Nimuna loops have also caught the eye of Toys R Us North America, who have been reported to want sole rights for 60 days. We're rooting for this team to reach even greater heights as we absolutely love their product and admire their approach to work. Best of all, the designers from South Africa bringing excitement to the world. A huge thank you to Max Basler for taking the time to have a chat on Tapped In. If you haven't subscribed yet, remember to search and add Tapped In, one word, no E, on your favorite podcast app. My personal favorite is Pocket Cast, which is available on web, iOS, and Android. Stay tuned to find out what's on the next episode.